Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 92 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. Hello. How are you today, sir? <laughs> so good. Oh, well, I'm struggling, but... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's very tired today, so... <laughs> yeah, and I have to work tomorrow. <gasps> it's a school night, and you're tired? Yeah, well... I got a sort of unexpected day off on Wednesday because we have uh, had some extreme weather here in Texas. Oh, yes. You sent me a picture. Yeah. Don't make fun of us (laughs) because we are easily shut down by (laughs) extreme weather because we do not have the infrastructure for that. Yeah. And yeah, we had this terrible like ice storm it was all rain and then freezing temperatures it's very strange like it just refused to snow it just rained and then iced over and yeah so they canceled all of our stuff on wednesday so we had we got to stay home because it was not safe to leave the house yeah you the picture you sent me was insane it was like your car but it was it was like Encased, encased in ice in ice yeah and they had yep. like a million little icicles coming off of it yeah, it's just been crazy. And then all the trees get, like, weighed down. Like, oh. all this extra ice mm-hmm. around it. And so we called it the oak apocalypse because we have a lot of oak trees, a lot of old oak trees here. Oh, no. And they were just all coming down. They can't handle all, all the extra the weight, huh? Mm-mm. Wow, no. that's nuts. So it's kind of a crazy. So a lot of, like, power outages, <laughs> trees taking down power lines and all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, at a, because I was off Wednesday, it was either take a day, a, you know, <laughs> a day of PTO or just go in on Friday and work. So Friday it is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, that's okay because we're gonna <laughs> the have sacrifices uh... we make. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna do like half half beers. So. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be good, and we're gonna get a little caffeine. Since... Yeah, we're gonna drink our uppers with our downers. Exactly. So we're gonna be good because today's topic <laughs> is beer cocktails. <laughs> and you'll see when we get to our first segment we're gonna be imbibing beer cocktails so but yeah <laughs> i guess excited. it's actually funny i'll before we get to it i'll just say one other thing i didn't even know the beer we're gonna drink for the tasting existed until 30 minutes ago and now i'm very excited to try it yeah so i'll say i'll introduce this i was inspired by um this reddit post somebody posted uh, like a old german i think it's called like Wine Heighton Stepaner or something. It has some really long name, but it's like the oldest operating brewery in the world in Germany. Mm-hmm. And they make a Hefeweizen. Somebody posted that on Reddit, and I saw in the comments someone was like, mix that half and half with cola. You'll love it. I was like, what the heck? Who is this person? And then I look it up and realize it's like an actual German thing. It's very exactly. common. They call it cola wisen. Yep. Half wheat beer, half cola. So it's for- Who knew? <laughs> and as fortune would have it, I have a... See, you came prepared, but I didn't even know about this. But 
sure enough, I have a he- I had Hefeweizen in my beer fridge, so oh, nice. we're ready. So we kind of, I guess we stepped on our first segment, but we're going to do our drinking beer segment, um, but we're yeah. both going to do cola, cola Weizens. And it's actually, we got some like nice variants here because you have, do you have Pepsi? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so well, I have Coca-Cola. I have <laughs> Pepsi Zero, but. Oh, well, that's even better. Yeah. Now, do you have real Coke or do you have diet? I have a real a Coke. A real actually. Coke. I have a bottle Coke. Oh, you have a real, real Coke. From Mexico. Does it have cane sugar in it? Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So we're like on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You have like an old school real sugar coca-cola and i have some synthesized chemical that's sweet in pepsi (laughs) and i've got the uh (laughs) i think there's a lot of breweries in germany that claim to be the oldest (laughs) (laughs) they just all say that because they got schneiderweiss Mm -hmm. which is a german hefeweizen it's a german brewery but they say they're the original wheat beer brewery the oldest wheat beer brewery in bavaria so. okay and i have k kc beer co and you'll notice mine says bavarian style style our, our favorite thing in the world wheat ale nice. <laughs> so they get away with calling themselves that because it's just styled after and where is that brewery from they are in kansas city that's what the kc stands for nice yeah so i, th- I actually drink one of these you know i'm gonna desecrate it with pepsi in a second but i drank one of these al natural if you will when it was it was yeah. pretty good <laughs> yeah so desecrate it yeah it's not desecrating this is what german oh right okay. sorry it just seems like desecrating when you're going to combine uh i think we're going to try it and see if we like it so i i'm getting really it's only desecration when you add a blender of fruit to a berliner wine <laughs> that's the true desecration and now i'm starting to realize like oh it's all the same yep just <laughs> putting sweet things in beer yeah i'm gonna be very scientific because i brought i really want it to be exactly half and half ah uh, okay so i read online that are you are you gonna what order are you gonna add them in i think it was you're supposed to be coke first that's right? what i read yeah and then okay. be really careful about how you pour the yeah the beer in. Because they basically said you can do half and half. Maybe I'll do two-thirds to one-third. That was the other option. And it'll be a little less sweet. I'm just going to eyeball mine. Oh, I'm going to run out of room. I'm going to have to do half and half. All right, I have a little extra room in my glass. I'm going to add a little bit more beer. Just got a whiff of this from my bottle. Nice banana and clove nose. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, this is so interesting. So first, the color. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it looks like muddy water. Yeah, the colors do not blend nicely. It looks like swamp water. But it actually smells really good. Oh, it's like a banana Coke. Yeah, exactly. Like, you still get the clove and banana and the spice. But then you, it does kind of go well together on the nose. Yeah, like, mixes really well. Wait, is this actually going to be really good? Is this going to be, like, our uh, new summer I'm sure drink? I'm going to love this. I'm going to love this. <laughs> I mean, it has a Coke in it, so I'm probably going to love it. All right, cheers. Okay, cheers. want more Coke in it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I like my ratio. I think I did a little bit. I probably did like 60 You did more 40. beer to Coke? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, see, yours is a lot darker color now. How are you liking it? I'm digging it. I'm actually shocked they don't sell this, like, prepackaged. Yeah, just, like, it's like a drier Coke. It dries it out, right? Like, it's, cause it's obviously less sweet. <laughs> but then you would, like, it's like a, so a drier finishing Coke with a banana and clove yes. finish, like, undertones. 
Yeah, the initial sweetness is like blunted, but still there. Mm-hmm. But your brain yeah. almost confuses it as like malt. And then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're totally right. Then like um, after you swallow, like in the, or almost even in the development, you start to get like more of the sweetness and then you get that clove, banana, and then more of like the cola flavor, but like devoid of sweetness um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the finish. All right, Coke needs to start selling this. Because you know how they have like, we're going to talk about obviously um, some different cocktails, but... Some of them they already make pre-packaged in cans in the stores, but I'm like kind of shocked this doesn't exist yet. Right. Yeah, they can have the how's it? Well, you got the zero calorie version too. Yeah, so this is oh, we could even market it as um yeah, it's a, light a low version. calorie beverage because you're only really drinking like half a beer, right? So plus doing it that way, you wouldn't have any sort of refermentation. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen, let's start a beer company. And just brew like a super basic Hefeweizen mm-hmm. and then a cola and just mix it together. Or zero cola. Zero cola. So easy. Boom. The <laughs> <laughs> world's oldest cola wizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Established in 2023. <laughs> All right. So what's your verdict? Are you going to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm especially That's imagining okay. like right now it's like the middle of winter. So... I don't think it's yeah. giving... We're not getting the full effect, but could you imagine if it was like you just mowed the lawn and it's summer and then you drank one of these? Well, me too. Like, I I don't love Hefeweizens. I don't like... It's just not one of... It's probably one of my least favorite beer styles. <laughs> just because I think sometimes that, like, banana spiciness is just a little too much for me. But this brings it to life. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. So, hmm. All right, well, thanks, it, random like, satisfies that Satisfies that carbonation that I always need yeah actually you're right the i feel like mixing it with soda kind of dials up the carbonation a little bit i'm a convert i'm a convert, too. convert. i'm gonna drink one of these in the summer <laughs> on a hot day and it's gonna be delicious all right cool so we have our new favorite summer drink i like it me too all right so next we have postscripts beer news and story time with steve postscripts is when we fix things from previous episodes Beer news is self-explanatory, and story time with Steve is any adventures Stephen got into, or sometimes me, uh, related to beer. So, All right. postscripts. Unfortunately, we did have a postscript, but I think I'm gonna rule it that it's impossible. Yeah, I think you made it. Um, <laughs> you made it very. Uh, it's too lofty a goal. Yeah, yeah. But basically, our postscript was, and it's funny because the beer I drank today did it. But so many beers will add style to the end of a. Either a well-known beer or even something that's like more specifically region-locked. Like you can only consider it. Like champagne, you can only consider it that thing if it's brewed in that place. But it seems like in the beer universe, the way you get around that is just, just you just add style to the end. So you just name it that thing and say style at the end. So I was going to challenge myself to see like who is the first genius, marketing genius, that was able to do that. But I don't even know where I would begin soon. Yeah, even my Google skills couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> your google yeah abilities are out outpaced mine but. but you know definitely see it a lot though like yes it's everywhere well it's you know popular with geographically locked beers like kolsch and trappist ales and belgian style belgian style ale what was yours oh uh bavarian bavarian style, style. wheat ale yeah mm-hmm. so i so. guess like with the american breweries trying to market like doing beers in a european style i mean makes sense yeah so but maybe i'll do more research on it but that's like a whole research project so yeah dang we only made it nobody got time for that we only made it to february Stephen. we already wrote a check we can't cash yeah it's okay (laughs) 
All right, so next we have beer news. I think we have quite a few of those this week. Yeah, well, first off, there's a new hop in town. Uh, you're going to start seeing some beers feature this hop called the Lumin- Luminosa hop. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> it does. <laughs> So the origin of this hop, so there's a hop called Sriracha Ace hops. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. So this was a hop developed in Japan specifically for Sapporo to use in Japanese beers. Mm -hmm. It is very lemony, lemon, lemongrass. Uh, so it's just like light citrus flavors and then it has like this one characteristic that's pretty unique to it which is a dill flavor yeah you may recognize uh, the only reason i recognize the name of this is that brooklyn brewery famously made a saison and they called it sriracha ace that's the name of the beer using this hop so Anyway, this is a this is this hop, this luminosa hop was developed in Oregon by crossbreeding Sriracha Ace hops with other varietals and they basically bore out a child <laughs> that had all the sort of flavor characteristics, um, still had that sort of lemon with some also also some like guava characteristics. But the nice thing was that it did not have that dill character okay. at all. So then it went itself to, to be used more in like a juicy IPA, that kind of thing. Yeah. With, without the off flavor. So, so uh, are we going to be seeing those hit the shelves everywhere? Yeah, I think uh, there's been a couple beers already on Tabor that have popped up using this new hop. So I'll probably grab one of those and just try it. But Luminosa Hops, it's a new hop on the scene. So that reminds me, we should check in. What is the verdict on? Do we have a verdict yet on Phantasm Powder? You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I it's not I don't think it's um I guess the best way to say it is no, it's not marketed as much. Yeah. Anchorage loves putting it on their <laughs> beer can like they love saying like this is an IPA with cosmic punch yeast and phantasm powder and all this stuff. But other than them, I think a lot of breweries are using it and I just see. not explicitly saying that they are. Hmm, that's interesting. Same with like same with like cryo hops and all the like newer hop products i think a lot of breweries are just using them without even saying that they are huh that is actually fascinating in of itself because like some people are using it as like a marketing thing and some people are just like quietly putting it in their beer yeah quietly just like make trying to make their beer better with it yeah okay so it's still it's... i guess in some ways it's kind of like it's almost smarter that way okay because, like, if you put it out there on the can, like, this has this and this and this in it, and you're drinking, you're like, ah, it's okay. You know, like, you're not, you, I feel like you're expecting so much more. That's true. You're setting an expectation. Where if you think you can, if as a brewery, you think you can just make your beer, like, slightly better, a little more aromatic and stuff, I think you will like, just sort of catch people with your better beer then set this expectation of like you're using all these new products it's going to be the most amazing beer yeah i mean your camp for sure because yeah. if you're just like 10 percent better but you didn't advertise that you like how you got 10 percent better you're just like oh this beer is good yeah i think it's smarter hmm. okay so it's very much part of the craft scene still but it's a little bit less talked about yep for sure it's a good follow-up nice work thanks that was a good that was like that was like pulling a postscript out of nowhere <laughs> so that, that makes up for it <laughs> All right, I get half credit <laughs> or extra credit or something. Yeah. All right, so we also have we have a couple other news things. Do you want to talk about cycle brewing? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to follow up. We A couple weeks ago, we talked about the 
social media clash between Cycle Brewing and Funky Buddha Brewing. And I personally think Cycle Brewing handled this well. They it's definitely full of some I don't know, some snark or some sarcasm, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> so they actually opened up two of their taps. I don't know if they always have guest taps in their tap room, but they made it so they have two guest taps. <laughs> so they have Jaya Lai IPA um, from Cigar City Brewing on one of the guest taps and Floridian, I think, which is a IPA from Funky Buddha Brewery on the other guest tap. And then sort of like on the menu where it was like, you know, it's like a letter to the customer and basically says, you know, there's some well, like on our draft list, there's some beers from breweries that were founded in Florida, but they have since been sold to large publicly traded corporations. The beers are still tasty. The folks making them are still working hard and we do hope that they're like corporate backings are giving them good pay and good benefits and still you know contributing to the community around them mm-hmm. and they cycle brewing has respect for anybody trying to make the best beer possible and they're proud to have them in their tap room and then it was goes on to kind of say like but we want you to be conscious of who you're supporting when you buy certain beers. And you just have to know that like when you're if you want your beer to go locally and to sort of have that warm, fuzzy feeling of you supporting your local brewery, then you should buy cycle beers. And then they also list a few different other uh, breweries from Tampa Bay, Green Bench, St. Pete, Three Daughters, Seven Sun, Angry Chair. So um, they list a few different local breweries. And then they go on to describe Cigar City owned by Monster Energy with headquarters in Corona, California. Mm-hmm. And then Funky Buddha owned by Constellation with headquarters in New York. And but they do like they do say nice things about them and and that's fine. And then at the very bottom it says 100% of sales from these beers as well as the Modelo, can- Modelo cans we had to buy to meet the minimum from the distributor. <laughs> 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 will be donated to Alpha House. Five dollar beer equals five dollar donation. Hmm. So it's like a local charity or something. So nice. I liked it. Yeah. So they donated money. Mm-hmm. They made a point. Mm-hmm. They tried to like educate their customer. They're still being nice to the people that so like, work. At yeah, the they're still being nice. Like they said nice things about both breweries and people that like work there and and uh, shouted them out for raising awareness for Tampa Bay mm-hmm. breweries around the world. Yeah, I thought it was a fitting end. Like, I think there is definitely a little bit of, like, snark and sarcasm built into that, but, like, in, in the best way possible. Yeah, it's a good... If money's going to charity at the end, then we won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone won. So that's cool. No, I liked it. The drama was pretty funny. It's a... I mean, it is a good... I mean, it is really a passionate discussion, and I'm sure if we owned a brewery, you know, as the consumer, I think we do have the responsibility of, like, you know, think about what when you buy something where your money is going but that's kind of where it begins and ends for us but i think if you own a brewery it's uh obviously going to be a lot more (laughs) way more passionate feelings about it so for sure well good i guess it's a happy ending then yep i like that (laughs) all right and then next we have oh (laughs) speaking about trauma do you want to talk about side project Beer. Yeah. Well, so obviously this is something I'm learning about pretty recently as I start to become aware of like what beers are super popular and rare and hard to get and that kind of stuff. And one of the th- things that have, has been like coming up a little bit more is side project beers. And I'm starting to realize that they're, they have a well-established um, sort of like presence in 
craft beer that with a reputation of just being hard to get very 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 local <laughs> and their main like their biggest most like rarest release is bbt which is beer barrel time it's a barrel aged stout of course of course <laughs> And obviously that's one of the most sought after, but some of their wild ales and, and things are, are very popular. They, they are very popular at festivals. Anytime Side Project is pouring at a festival, it's usually a big deal. And that's kind of like the long line. Everybody's trying to get that their beers. Well, they're popping up on Tavor <laughs> recently. And so there's been some outrage from the locals that the beer is being distributed out to the highest you know, bidder. <laughs> Yeah, online buyers and um, maybe even people who don't even realize what they're getting, right? Mm -hmm. They like see it pop up and they're like, oh, that sounds sounds good. good. (laughs) Which I don't know how much that's happening. I think Tabor users are pretty savvy. Yeah. Uh, The stuff that should sell out quickly does. So you can kind of tell. But no, I 100% in the camp. I do not care. I don't care. Like, if I get a, if I'm, if I have the chance to drink something that I can't get normally, like, do you think anyone in, like, the New England area is upset that you are drinking the Alchemist because you were, like, showed up at, you know, you got one chance a year to buy it at your local. Probably not, but they do make a lot of the Alchemist. But no, I mean, I, I guess I'll disagree with you a little bit just because I hate speculators and all things coordinated and like recently on tavor there's been some beers from revolution where like word has gotten out that they're gonna post and they sell out like in seconds and Mm -hmm. and and, and with the express purpose of some people are gonna basically like resell those and that makes me like that makes my blood boil but because people are just like profiting off our hobby yeah, that I have like, yeah, I definitely have an issue with buying stuff to resell. That's like one of the things that's just sort of ruined everything, ruined yes. concert tickets. It's ruined all that stuff. Ruined PlayStation and 5. So, <laughs> yeah, and I guess I do in some ways, like the other day, you know, with the whole Taylor Swift mm-hmm. debacle, you know, we were talking about it at work and I said, you know, when we used to have to like camp out at the box office yeah and actually show up in person to buy tickets why don't they just do that now <laughs> yeah just do door sales you have to be there in person to buy it it'd be so and, much more fun too yeah uh so stuff like that is just like i do yeah just everything is ruined when it's online and stuff so oh, steven I are you becoming that. a luddite like me yeah well i just like i hate people and i hate <laughs> technology yeah one thing you know it's like there's always this like revolution technological revolution like this will make it easier and then somebody like figures out a way to maximize it yeah and and then people ruin it it. yeah yeah to make money off of it and then it's just not fun anymore so yeah they were actually talking in well one of the they're having congressional hearings about that whole ticket master are they really wow well nothing ever comes of any of that stuff yeah but one of the senators was, was asked the question like what if you just we just made it so you can't transfer your <laughs> ticket they're just non-transferable after you buy them you would only buy them if you knew you were gonna absolutely go right yeah and then you would drive down ticket prices and you would not have people buying tickets for resale but are they gonna do that probably not nah <laughs> at the end of the day they want to make money yeah well that's the thing is like well i don't know i don't know enough about this topic to speak with any authority on it but I do imagine if you're like Taylor Swift, obviously she doesn't want her fans to not be able to see her show, but she probably also wants her shows to sell out. And if you do like go to 
<laughs> like door sales only like i don't know i guess they'd probably still sell out but i'm sure they would yeah yeah so maybe she has nothing to lose all right taylor yeah. swift go door sale only on your concerts but yeah yeah but yeah so the whole um i think it's i don't know i i really do think it's less in this space of like buying beer for resale that's never gonna be, i don't think that's ever gonna take too strong of a foothold except with no, only the most too, exclusive beers it's just too difficult it's to, yeah you, shipping is insanely expensive and then like i don't know it's really hard to build up like a status like where you're trustworthy like i'm not gonna pay some random dude on the internet to like i don't know there's no like feedback system well maybe there is in some of the like beer trading forums but yeah i don't know this is it's all too much I guess, trouble yeah, we're, I don't think I'm. I guess I'm just have never been into that world, the beer yeah. trading world. And so I'm sure. I guess there's it's out there. Yeah, I'm sure it's happening, but, but like. Yeah, I think I don't think it's very prolific. The and barrier of entry, I think, is too high for it to ever become like mainstream, where like it's accepted yeah. that you need to go on some weird forum to get a certain beer, and like normal yeah. people will do that. Because if we won't even do it, like, then regular quote-unquote yeah. people are definitely not going to do that like yeah. yeah and like transferring a ticket a digital ticket is way different than <laughs> yeah. pack, shipping a physical a beer, beer. Yeah. A beer it's just so hard yeah no that's a good point so there was a some on our favorite some of our favorite um instagram accounts they did post a picture <laughs> yeah. of like a um exploded fruited sours in a package <laughs> <laughs> i want my money back yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i just can't see that ever taking over the world so i think in and like putting your beers on tabor is not the same as like i get it that they like that information kind of leaked out and mm-hmm. it sold out very quickly but i think any those beers are going to sell out quickly anyway yeah and i really doubt that anybody getting on tabor is trying to resell it probably very 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 small if any yeah so that's why my opinion is a little bit different no that makes sense but i guess i like any opportunity to get those beers that i can that's true i do have a little bit of uh sympathy i guess if you're like uh if you live in an area where there's something very exclusive and then it suddenly starts to get out to everyone else you do feel like oh that was our thing but (laughs) but you gotta share the love if you can and like you said i they're probably not doing it to the detriment of the locals like there's probably still plenty for them to buy and they maybe they're just selling like a little excess they have or whatever yeah yeah well this happened with um weldworks and medianoche when they started um they started allowing for uh i think they started allowing for like proxy sales and then they had some oh i remember they they did the medianoche medianoche release right around the beer festival the great american beer festival okay and so if you were coming into town for the Great American Beer Festival and you were in the know, you, you could swing you were like, over. Yeah. yeah, like let's go up there and we'll we'll get while we're while we're here in Denver. And the locals were super upset about that. And Weldworks response was like, You can come here anytime. <laughs> like you guys you're live local. Here. Yeah. So come here and you can get Medianoche on tap almost all the time. Yeah. Like why are you upset? That is actually really like, funny. You're lucky. These people get to be here one time and get a chance to get it. So I thought that was a I think that's a good attitude too. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's funny. And you know their business. Yeah, they're they're a for profit company. <laughs> All right, cool. Do we have any other beer news, or do you want to talk about um, beer cocktails? Yeah, let's talk about beer cocktails. 
right. Well, we're, Cola Weizen. We're drinking one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a tick in the wind box because we like it. Yeah, so when Stephen first brought up this topic, I was like, I don't know of any of these. But then we started doing a little research and we're like, oh, yeah, there's like a million. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton. Beer cocktails. Well, so... First off, I think the Germans just have this <laughs> knack for taking their beers and mixing it with stuff because um, quite a few of them originated in Germany. So actually, this whole Cola Weizen, the, apparently they don't really like the taste of Hefeweizen either because <laughs> they, they, they mix it with everything. No one likes the actual taste of it. <laughs> so they have a Banana Weizen, which is a mix of banana juice and Hefeweizen, which... I didn't even know banana juice existed. Yeah, we learned about that today, too. Yeah, apparently, obviously, you can't, you probably can't find it really on the shelf of a. No, American I've never seen store. banana juice on this. But apparently, it's more common in Europe to see it. Yeah, we looked it up, and there's actually like bottles and cans of it. It's so weird. So, and that one makes sense because you're amping up the flavors mm-hmm. of the banana anyway with it that one's actually probably pretty good i bet that one's awesome yeah bananas our favorite adjunct lately mm-hmm. uh so yeah the banana weizen and then they had a kirschweizen which is cherry juice and a hefeweizen which that sounds pretty bomb that sounds right up my alley <laughs> yeah something strawberry might be good too like yeah with that strawberry banana flavor so the germans and then historically with the sour wheat beer the berliner weiss that that beer has always been served with a choice of like a fruit syrup in it. So like uh, raspberry, I think is like one of the most common. Mm-hmm. So, so there's nothing. New. What you're saying, Stephen, is there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new about this. The Germans have been adding sweet stuff to their beers for a very long time, and we just think we're cool pouring our cokes in. Yeah. Huh. Well, hey, I mean, it's you kind of like you. It's like one of those like you learn something new every day, right? Like I never would have. I just randomly came across the fact that you can mix cola and a hefeweizen and that's a good mix so yep and it's kind of like what every fruited sour we talked about this before the in the pre-roll too it's like every fruited sour is the same thing as well it's like oh take a base beer and put sweet things in it (laughs) yeah actually uh i mentioned energy city the other day they posted this um video clip of like a local news segment where they had a representative from energy city okay and they were literally, they had like a picture of their Berliner Weiss beer, and then they were blending in a blender fruits and then mixing them together for the <laughs> for the uh, anchors to try. And I was like, dang, that it really is what it is. I just like it's weird to see it actually happen. Yeah, in real see them be mixed yeah. in like <laughs> a fifty-fifty ratio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah, it's basically the same thing as yeah. Cold I know. Person, so everything's everything's a remix. Uh huh. That's so true. <laughs> and I guess I can maybe change my attitude toward the smoothie sour. <laughs> not, that have, not that i'm fully against it but you just have to do it right yeah that's, if you do it right and you know what you're getting into okay you got any others yeah well i was thinking about the michelada so mm. i was looking because that's something they actually have available like pre-canned in the grocery store so i was looking at some of the history of that and like basically it's not it doesn't have to be i think the one they sell the one i'm thinking of is like the remember it's like Coors or Budweiser they sell like a prepackaged one mm-hmm. but apparently it's just all it really is is like you take a beer Mexican beer 
and then you add lime and salt. Those two seem like the constants, but then you can add like anything really else that makes it, gives it a kick. So tomato juice, but some people add like hot sauce and some people add like Worcestershire sauce. I don't even know how to say that word. How do you say it? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. They do it right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't pronounce anything. It's like running, edit this out. And I, <laughs> I am not editing that out. <laughs> But yeah, so people are just like ads. You just want to add something to give it a kick. And it's those, I've actually had that. That's another really, really good like summer drink. Very refreshing. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well then, and then in the sort of the newer iteration, because there's so many pickle beers now mm-hmm. doing the sour pickle beer with a Bloody Mary mix kind of gives you that same sort of thing. Yeah. Very similar. And the pickle flavor. That's like a really fun spin on it. And then we have a Amber who the brewery is we have a local one that makes a they make like a margarita i think it's maybe it's real ale here in austin they make like a margarita beer so it's kind of a limey lager like mexican lager with like maybe with like more lime already added into it so that would be a good base for you know putting into a chalada yeah that'd be fun uh the other there's a lagerita okay kind of similar like a margarita with a with a lager so you use a mexican lager and then you put some tequila and some cointreau oh uh, okay yeah so you can use like a modello like modello lime tequila and cointreau that sounds good it's like a beer flavored margarita yeah i don't like tequila though so you don't really like tequila yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a real you like gin though I like gin. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like gin to kill. Those are kind of like hater to love it flavors. Yeah. yeah um, I drank on gin and tonics a few days ago, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is, you know, it's funny. This is a different buzz. Hard oh, alcohol yeah. buzzes are very strange. Oh, not only is a hard alcohol buzz and a wine buzz and a beer buzz all different, but the individual hard alcohol buzzes are different too. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the gin and tonic, it was like sneaking up on you. Oh, yeah. Like you just sort of like start, you just start being fun. Without any sort of <laughs> Out of like, nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to mention, this is another one that's prepackaged, is Shandy's. Mm, yes. So, I mean, yeah. the basics of it is you just mix beer. I think usually like lemonade, but you can do, there's like orange juice Shandy's and Break basically kind of any um, citrus or lemon, lime, and beer. And those go together, obviously, really well, as you would expect. And we have the Rattler. Yeah. Same thing. And then, uh, yeah, Lining Kugels. Have you ever seen Lining Kugels in the no, store? No, I've never seen that. You've never you've never had a Lining Kugels? Wait, is that the prepackaged one? Uh-huh. I gotta look they it up. They have lemon, and then they have the grapefruit. Grapefruit is really hard to find. It's better, I think. Oh, does it like, have the picture of the fruit on the can uh what i'm thinking of yeah it's like a i feel like it's kind of like a summer scene on there i can remember the packaging okay yeah yeah yeah. i'm looking at it now i've seen this yeah i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen the um grapefruit one this one's the lemon one yeah like i said it's harder to find the grapefruit one but it's very good okay yeah that's another like pre-packaged one. Oh yeah there it is the grapefruit one hmm i want the grapefruit one grapefruit juice is one of my favorite flavors um blue note brewing where you are they always have the uh their base i think they use their kolsch i want to say okay uh which is heidi mm-hmm. and they mix their kolsch named heidi with a um, with grapefruit or 
lemonade. I think they'll do either one. So, okay. Yeah, I think I don't know how often you see that at breweries making you a um, making you a shandy if you want, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Like if you're at a bar or something, I'm sure they would do it for you. Mm-hmm. So have have you ever had a black and tan? Yes, that's yeah. just mixing this, beer with beer. <laughs> yeah. This one actually, I'm very, I'm excited to try. I Have you never had it. one? I, oh, okay. Yeah, they're good. So there's two schools of thought too, because they like layered them, mm-hmm. and I've always just drank them. So like you get the I can't remember what goes on top. I think Guinness would rise to the top. So basically, mm-hmm. you take um, you need a pale ale, and then you need like something like a Guinness. And you pour the pale ale first, and then you very carefully pour the Guinness, and they stay separated. And then I've always drank them separate, so you just drink it, and then, like, the first couple sips are Guinness. And then it starts to mix a little, so then the middle part is kind of a combination of the two, and then the bottom is the pale ale. But I guess, theoretically, you could just mix them together, but... Yeah, no, I think they're meant to... I think you're supposed to transition... separately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, you got to uh, order the, one. They're fun. The original Black and Tan is a bass, which you remember they were the brewery that made the barley wine. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, bass is pale ale at the bottom. Okay. And then a and then a Guinness on top. So, but you can kind of experiment with different beers some of them don't do as well like it has a lot to do with like the gravities of the beer Mm. and whether they'll actually like stay stay separated or not yeah but yeah you can kind of try it with any sort of lighter beer with a darker beer on top if you want to mess around but they're like the original actual black and tan would be bass pale ale Uh, and then they said you know you can use like sierra nevada pale ale or something like that pick pick your favorite pale ale and then put a guinness on top and the way if you take a spoon apparently and like pour the guinness so it hits the spoon first and then pours down in uh that's the best way to like keep it from mixing i was actually very obsessed with fire drinks in college so i got very good at pouring 151 like floating 151 (laughs) okay yeah and you want to take the spoon and you want to put it so you want to make like a mountain so you want to put the like upside down upside down and then you want to pour it like right onto the tip of the the highest point of the spoon ever so slightly and then it will kind of roll off the spoon and then you want it like almost right up against the edge of the glass um it'll kind of like hit the it'll go off the spoon and like hit the edge of the glass and then kind of just start pooling you gotta do go so slow (laughs) but yeah you can float 151 on top of a drink and then you can light that the 151 on fire um it's very cool (laughs) it's very cool when you're like 21 yeah yeah <laughs> twenty one. Yes. When you're twenty one. Yeah, it's really now cool. I would be worried I'd like burn my house down, but <laughs> when your brain is not yeah, you yet fully developed, you didn't think about those things. You're like, fire is cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I'll give you there's there's important things about the black and tan. Okay. If you're in Ireland, don't call it a black and tan. Oh, okay. So black uh, Ireland has a long history of, you know, terrorism (laughs) and apparently black and tans were like a group of like it was like a terrorist organization in ireland or something so so they don't like so it's offensive to call something a black and or ask for a black and tan so in ireland you would ask for a half and half okay that's a good travel tip there steven yeah 
And then what was it? We don't. You, don't, you also don't ask for an Irish car bomb. Right. That was the other one I was going to bring up because that's another drink. We speaking of drinks that you light on fire. That was one <laughs> of the ones I used to drink that we'd light on fire. But I think you just call it like a. I've heard it called like a boiler or um, a bomb. Slammer. Or a slammer. But basically, you would take. What was Irish car bomb? So uh, it was Guinness Bailey's? and Bailey's. Bailey drop Bailey's into a thing of Guinness. Yes, but what I discovered and i highly recommend is flaming dr pepper so basically what you want to do on one of those is instead of using guinness you want like a you just want like a light beer like a pills okay Mm -hmm. okay we used to use like i can't remember what we use like miller genuine draft or something okay and then you use amaretto and as the shot okay and then you can do the fire or not you know, depending on your age and your proclivity. Yeah. I, if you're 21, do the fire. It's really cool. You're, you're, Especially if you're renting. Your risk is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, when you drop the shot in, and then you obviously that extinguishes the fire part. Yeah. And you, you drink it really fast. It will taste like Dr. Pepper. It's so weird. Mm. It just tricks your brain into... You're like, oh, I'm drinking Dr. Pepper, but you're actually drinking a bunch of alcohol. So, very fun. Variant of the uh, Slammer. I like it. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, I came across a funny thing. Fireball. So, here in Texas, you cannot sell hard liquor in the grocery store. Oh, right. We've talked about this. Yeah. So, you have, like, certain, there has to to be, like, an actual liquor store. Costco, like, has a separate, (laughs) like, entrance to their liquor store. They'd, like, just build it right next to it. Section. Yeah very interesting but the other day i noticed these like small bottles of fireball on the shelf of the grocery store i was like that's kind of weird i've never seen whiskey but i was like maybe it's just like the amount or something it's like such like a small it's like a tiny little you know stocking stuffer kind of bottle okay <laughs> and so yeah i just figured like ah it's probably just the amount it's they can get away with it or whatever well come to find out no this thing in the bottle is actually called fireball cinnamon it is not cinnamon whiskey it is just called fireball cinnamon it's actually a malt beverage with whiskey flavoring and it's like 16.5 percent i mean it tastes like fireball but they found a way around it that's how they can get around selling it in the grocery store amazing so if you buy actual fireball i think it's like abv's like 30 something percent yeah and this stuff is like 16 and a half, so technically you're not getting as much alcohol. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd do with that. That's just like shoot it, but it doesn't get you the drug. It's shooting fire. You could just pour it in a glass and drink it, but it's, it's basically wine at that point. Cinnamon yeah. wine. Yeah, exactly. Reminds you of like Malibu. Have you ever drank Malibu? <laughs> not straight, no. <laughs> More sins. Yeah, like Malibu. <laughs> More sins of Mixed my youth. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> We just drink You're like, yeah, neither have I. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we just drink bottles of Malibu. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there's another one that, like, sounds disgusting, but apparently is good. It's called a black velvet. Okay. That's where you mix a stout with champagne. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. I guess I'll have to try it. It looks cool. It's a cool name. I like Black Velvet. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it. They kind of did like the layering a little bit. Yeah, you could just like, get some of the like the fruity bubbles into a. Okay, they're just using stout. Guinness. I guess that's fine. 
for some reason I was thinking of like a, <laughs> you know. Yeah, don't use your rusty yeah. nail, okay? <laughs> like your, your expensive barrel-aged. I have a one-track imperial stout. Yeah. yeah, that is kind of funny. Like when you think about, it, well, that's the thing. Any of these beer cocktails, like you don't need to use. Don't use the best you're not, stuff. You're not using your fancy beer, right? So fun story. There's a drink with scotch called a rusty nail, not to be confused with the beer the rusty nail but it's basically a mix you can do 50 50 but that makes it pretty sweet but it's um drambuie which is like a sweet liqueur that's kind of like scotch based and Mm -hmm. scotch and if you order it in like a rest if you just order it in a bar it's kind of rare to find it because most people don't have that drambuie but if you find a bar that has drambuie they'll usually make it for you but they'll just use like well uh whiskey basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so one day we did an experiment where we did it with like well whiskey and then we made it with like glenn levitt which is like a 12 year old but very entry-level scotch mm-hmm. and we made one with uh like of expensive scotch yeah and we discovered like the jump from well to like a somewhat decent bottle made that drink a phenomenal like it's so good and then going to the top level was like a total train wreck like Okay. You're just wasting both the Trambuie and the Scotch because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bet this it's probably similar for some of these beer cocktails where, like, don't use the cheapest beer and don't use the most expensive beer. Use something, like, in the middle and it'll probably, it'll probably get a, you'll probably get a big improvement. Gotcha, overall. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a fun experiment and discovery. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Did you, Do you have any others? Well, there's one with... um. There was one called Trojan Horse, and that was where they mix... It's another one with Coke, and they mix it with Guinness. Mm. So that sounds... I would have not thought this until t- this today, after drinking these uh, Cola Bisons. <laughs> this doesn't sound good, but I bet it is good. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, so that's another easy one to try, if you just get a Guinness and a Cola and just mix them together, probably 50-50. And it looks really cool, because the colors mix better. With the color... I definitely would say the Cola Bison color is not appetizing. No, no, no. <laughs> it looks so gross. Yeah definitely muddy swamp water looking mm-hmm. at least a pretty nasty like residue on the sidewall of the yeah glass yeah day. it's making the yeah you're right the glass looks gross as well <laughs> yeah so i'm sure there's like a thousand other ones i didn't think there would be so many but then people mix beer and lots of things so yeah so if you if you like it, if you have a sweet tooth and you want to try a half of eisen with coke we recommend it yeah go for it you can go the Steven route and use a actual real sugar Coke. <laughs> or you can go the Jason route and use a Pepsi Zero Sugar. Yeah, if you're on a diet. You know, we got to try don't it for real. Don't want the calories. What? I, it's, I'm thinking it'd be bad, but now it's in my brain. I have to do it. Okay. Get that Pepsi Nitro mm-hmm. and mix it with Hefeweizen. Actually, no. You know, we got to try Guinness and Pepsi. Like the Nitro Guinness. Pepsi Nitro. With the Pepsi Guinness. Nitro. Then it's nitro all across the board. Yeah. Or and actually the the Pepsi Nitro, they have like the vanilla version. A vanilla Pepsi Nitro mixed into Guinness. Yeah. But right. that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for it. Okay. I think they still make the nitro Pepsi. Is it still around <laughs> or is it gone? I don't know. I've, I saw it one time in yeah. the store and bought it when I saw it and then I never saw it. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like flat soda. It I tastes know. like it's flat. Yeah. So yeah, well, they try always try something. All right, sir. Well, is that an episode? I guess so. Yeah. 
So that was episode... Oh, wait, I'm ahead of myself. Man, I didn't even drink a strong beer today. Yeah, it's like diluted. <laughs> I feel giddy, though. It must be... The, it's the... Sh- <laughs> I don't, well, mine doesn't even have any real sugar in it, but <laughs> it's that nice combination of alcohol and um, caffeine. Yeah. So, sorry, you can reach us at attenuation.podcast on Instagram. And we're also available at contact.attenuation at gmail. Now I can say this has been episode 92 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. (laughs) My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Steven. That's me. And we are saying cheers, and we'll see you next week. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation, a beer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And follow us on Instagram or Facebook for more fun content. Catch you next week. Cheers.